Good morning and welcome to Emmet Audio episode 31. So today I'm going to start <clears throat> a series of topics that uh, to some extent are going to be a little more specific because they are uh, responding to things that people on the Spoon Carving Network, I'm sorry, the Spoon Carving Collective, part of Mighty Network's app, um, have said the things that they want to have help on and think about and work on. So today I'm going to talk about how to build a better website. Now I'm not a website expert. I have one, two, three, four websites to my name, um, three of which I've built myself. They're not amazing. They're pretty good. They do what they need to do, but I've done a lot of thinking and uh, revising them over the years. Um, my oldest website is 10 years old and has gone through a bunch of iterations. <coughs> Willa, it's okay. Hey, it's okay. Um, and so that's what I'm going to be sharing here. So this is really, uh, these are notes for somebody who is thinking about building their very first website or has a website and want to make it better, um, in particular as it relates to having a small craft business. The first and most important thing I've, I've noticed is that it's so important to have a photograph of yourself on the homepage so that it's one of the first things that people see when they go to your website. Um, remember that people are relating to you on a human level, so they don't need to know what your logo looks like, they don't need to know what your business name looks like, and that's a whole other separate thing. I really think you should have your website be your name, and that way it can grow and change with you and isn't reliant on uh, your business remaining the same. Be that as it may, I think you need a photograph of you looking at the camera, looking friendly, it doesn't have to be smiling, it doesn't have to be teeth, but looking friendly um, so that people have that connection with you. It also needs to be pretty close up. It can't be like a photograph of you in the middle distance looking friendly. It needs to be like a headshot for an author because that's how people are going to think to themselves, oh, that's who this person is. I like and trust this person that's really what you're trying to build with a website is the trust so that they feel safe reaching out to you they feel safe buying from you <clears throat> I also think you need multiple invitations to people to reach out um, and I think that you need to explicitly say this not just in a contact page um, and I kind of hate contact pages in general we'll get into that in a second but I think you just need multiple places of saying, hey, if you have any questions, if you'd like to order some work, reach out to me. I'm always open to hearing from you. I really appreciate it. Now, when it comes to those submission forms pages where you fill in the fields, I don't like those. Um, I recognize that probably for women, this feels like a different calculation and I respect that. But I think uh, if you're a dude, put your real information out there into the world. There's nothing scary that's going to happen to you, as far as I know. Nothing scary has happened to me in 10 years of having my information out there in the real world. Ways that people can reach you. If you don't want people calling you, don't put your phone number on it. If 
you don't want people emailing you, don't put your email on it, but you gotta give them some real way to reach you because there's nothing that feels more robotic and industrial and corporate than those stupid email submission forms that usually try and take you through some email service that has nothing to do with the one that you use. And it's super frustrating and off-putting and it feels like you're sending it off into outer space. So use a real, put down real information. You know, I give people all sorts of different ways of reaching me, and guess what? Then people reach me, and they order things. That's how it works. I think you need lots of photographs of your work and of your process. Um, One of the biggest critiques I would give of a lot of small websites is that they just don't have many photographs. One of the reasons I push people so hard to use Instagram all the time, every single day, is that then you have this large body of photographs that you can repurpose to make your website photo rich. And if you're thinking, oh, well, you know, but then my website will look exactly like my Instagram account. It will for like a week. And then if you're posting multiple times a day, then all of a sudden your Instagram account doesn't look like your website anymore. Um, And guess what? No one's paying attention to you in that week anyway, so it doesn't really matter. What does matter is that when they go to your website, they get a clear understanding of what your work looks like, putting its best foot forward. And they also, I think it's important to give them ideas of what your process looks like so that they can envision you making the thing that you're making. Um, Because let's be frank, nobody needs a wooden spoon from you. Nobody needs this thing that you're making, whatever it is. They're going to have to want it. And part of why they want it is because of that sense of connection that they have with you as a person, which is why it's so important that you have a photograph of yourself, that you make the connection real, that you give real contact information, and that you show your process and show your work. This next one is hard. You need to compile a mailing list. This is hard because... I think it's fairly easy to set up in a website, but I'm, I'm, I am still in the process of doing this. For a long time, I didn't do this, um, thinking that, oh, I have a list of addresses in my Rolodex of people who've ordered from me, that's enough. But I think that you're missing out on the power of having a, an ability to send a mass email to people who have given you their permission to send you an email to them. That's a powerful thing. That's different than somebody giving you their email so that you can send an invoice to them or, you know, their address so that you can send the thing that they ordered to them. A mailing list is people who say, yes, I want to receive an email from you telling me this or that. And for that to work, you have to give them a reason to be on your mailing list. There's lots of bullshit reasons to give people to be on your mailing list, to get the first promo, to get the, you know, to be the first ones to hear about something, to get the exclusive offers. I don't like how those feel. I think you need to give people, you know, real value. And this comes to the next point, which is that you need to use your website to bring real value. So for me, although I still I'm too busy to figure this out right now but the idea is so I've been doing this blog for the last two years and I want to start offering it through a mailing list so that people can subscribe and then it just shows up in their inboxes and their email and they don't have to go to my website every time to read it 
Um, that's the value that I'm giving people with my mailing list. It doesn't have to be that for you, but you need to figure out what value you're bringing to people when they subscribe to your email list. Maybe it's a little newsletter that's funny or has valuable information or just things that you find useful or inspiring. Maybe it's a blog. Maybe it's, I don't know, this is where you should be creative about what you bring to the table and what you can offer to people. Your website in general, I think, should have a reason to be there that is valuable beyond just somebody checking you out, making sure you're a real person, wanting to know more about you. That's real. But I think it can't just be, here's what I sell. There needs to be, and ideally it's not even just here's what I sell and here's my journey. There needs to be some value that you're giving to the community through your website that is a resource that you've created. And you should do this through your website and not just through social media because you control your website. Um, you know, social media algorithms can change, social media apps come and go, even if they don't feel like it. Um, and But your website can stay the same. When we built our first website 10 years ago, I don't think Instagram was even a thing. So that just goes to show you that the information on your website is going to stand the test of time better than whatever social media app you, you're investing a lot of time into. You need to do both, but you need to bring value with your website. Last couple of details, and I apologize for this being such a long episode. The last couple of details is that uh, I think it's possible, it is, it is easy to overthink the design of your website and think, oh, it needs to look different from everybody else's. And then you end up with... Uh, you know, colored backgrounds and crazy fonts. I think the more stripped down and minimal you can make it, that places the emphasis on your photography and on your words and on what you're actually sharing. So keep it super simple. Even if you feel like it's just gonna look like other people's websites, keep it a white background, plain Helvetica font. And also super important, don't use, except in, you know, maybe in, headers of various sorts, titles of various sorts, don't use all cap letter fonts. They're extremely difficult to read. And even if you know what you've written because you've composed it, somebody else who's reading it for the first time is gonna have a really hard time reading what you wrote if you do it in all capital letter fonts. The last little detail I'm gonna say is if you have details that you want to make super clear and draw people's attention to, put them in bold. So if you have details about lessons that you're offering, dates that you're going to be somewhere, prices for things, put those details in bold so that they pop out of the page at people. Because if there's one thing I've learned is that people don't read what you think they're going to read. Oh, and this is another important point. Your words need to be broken up into short paragraphs. And ideally, those short paragraphs should be broken apart more or less by photographs. If you have a huge run-on paragraph that might feel valuable to you like you're burying your soul and really laying things down there very few people are going to read their way all the way through that and those that do read their way all the way through that they're not going to grasp it as well as if you break it up into small paragraphs and intersperse it with 
photographs. Photographs don't have to necessarily illustrate exactly what you're saying. They're just there to, to add visual breathing room um, so that people can more easily grasp what you're sharing. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow.